When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to this episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I am joined today by a man who is about to take a sip out of a glass of barefoot rosy wine. It's Sean McGuigan. Hello there. And I'm also joined by a man who is just got water. I've, I've been ill this week and I've got a sore head. So. Yes, and you've got the car as well. I've got the car as well. So if I felt fine, I would have the car. So yeah, this is a kind of special podcast. I've not decided yet whether we're going to do any... Well, while recording this, I've not decided yet whether we're going to do any more free-to-air podcasts after the one that was released on Thursday. So this is while we're recording this. Uh, Craig Telford and Craig Anderson talking about the Armenia game and looking forward to the Ireland game. Might do another one after that, might not. So... This could be your last podcast until the start of next season. It's free to air. The Patreons will keep going on. So if you want to keep listening to us throughout the summer to get the latest on our thoughts on Scotland, on transfers, on many other things, then head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. And uh, there's two tiers. Uh, well, there's three tiers. One of them gets you content at the end of next season in the, in the form of a t-shirt and a fanzine. But the other tiers, £2 a month, £5 a month, £2 a month gets you access to a couple of short podcasts per week. And the £5 a month gets you all of our back catalogue on, on Patreon.com. So make sure that you're checking that out. But that's enough of our preamble. We're here to finish off the list. The second half of the season. Who, who started the list? It was myself, Sean and Rob earlier this campaign. Julie, you listened to it, Joel. Oh right, yeah. So that's just what confused me. It was like uh, we were doing uh, part two of the list. I thought I thought part one had been film uh, like film uh, recorded like last week. No, no. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. December, yeah. December. Yeah, got you, got you. Yeah. And, and fairness, I, I was on it. I couldn't remember who. That yeah. was. <laughs> I remember. 
<laughs> right, so part two, the best moments in Scottish football for the last season. When we say best moments, we mean funniest moments. So let's start oh, off. There's, there's some in here that are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly amusing, perhaps. <laughs> That's pushing it. <laughs> But there's, there is stuff, there is, there's a lot of funny okay. stuff. Okay, <laughs> good advert for the rest of the podcast, Joe. At the same time, there's a lot of funny stuff. And as we, as we typically do on these, we will record the first 45, 50 minutes as a free-to-air, and then we don't pick up, we will then do on the Patreon. So another good reason to sign up for the Patreon. Because that'll be about an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, this is a big list. A big list. Right. So let's start us off. Back in December, Jason Cummins has been from Dundee after appearing absolutely steaming on Open Goal Live. I I, I didn't realise it was Jason Cummings that, that dressed up as a Joker. Yes. I thought that was Paul Slane. So that's why I, that's why I think maybe nothing, it didn't come out about this this side of the thing and why he actually got uh, been from Dundee is that uh, what he put on was like... Um, Hard to rub off face paint, so he turned up at Den's or like training the next day. He hadn't realised that he still got the Joker mask on because he thought it would just uh, wash off in the in the shower. And then he's clowning about, and uh, James McPake's just looking at Jason Cummins with the Joker still painted on his face. It, it, it kind of feels like one of those things where, like, you know, you'll you'll see it every now and again. But it's like maybe I don't know, like a a football night out or a Scottish Cup tie or whatever. It's an amateur team or a junior team. And they play a prank on maybe one or two players, and it's like, oh, it's fancy dress. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, Jason, so, so you're right for Thursday night. I know what it is, I can come. In mind, it's fancy dress. Fancy dress, I, everybody's in fancy dress. Okay, no worries, I'll come as a joker. And then, like, nobody else is in fancy dress, and he just comes as a joker. It feels like a strange thing to do. I know Paul Slane dressed as a joker at one point, but I just presumed it was Paul Slane again. But, like, why would Jason Cummings dress as a joker? Because he's got the joker tattoo in his hand. He's a big Joker fan. Ah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. He's, uh, it, he, he put up pictures on Instagram as uh, before we recorded um, him and his other half, Josh Doig's sister, uh, at... Um, <laughs> Hannah Doig, please. Hannah Doig. Um, War- s- somewhere in Australia, but it's like Warner Studios or whatever. And um, it's him with a picture of a girl from Suicide Squad and the Joker. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and cool. uh, the, the, uh, Would the girl for Suicide Squad be Harley Quinn. Yes, that's the one. And the caption was in his element. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Now, see, see, part of the part of the story was that he turned up the next day at training and wasn't in the the best of conditions. However, who were we all in the show in Killian Sheridan? Yes, yes. Did he not? And I, and I could be totally misremembering. No, he, did he, he not suggest that actually he was okay? The yeah, next he, day? he told us he was ah. fine the next day. It was ah. mainly just that they weren't happy that he didn't ask the club ah. for permission because he was apparently really, really nervous before mm-hmm. doing it. So he had, he, I think he had he had a few drinks, but not to get in a state where yeah. he was. He was freaking. <laughs> you can just tell from the video footage he was steaming. <laughs> just coming out on stage with a kind of like shambling walk, <laughs> staggering about the place. That's how the Joker walks. Is it? Sometimes. Have <laughs> you steaming? Right, Paul McMullen's own goal against Hibs. Best goal of the season. So there, there, there are times. There's there's times where I'm in the house and I've done something wrong, and <laughs> it's like how do I fix this? Or it's like our situation when I've uh, would have made a mistake or broken something and I fix it. The best thing for me to do is take myself out of the situation. But it's one of those where you, you you try and do more and more to try and help the situation. This is what I felt when I watched Paul McMullen as he sprinted back seventy yards to help Dundee uh, defend the counter attack and then plan a header uh, past the goalkeeper. 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love watching Dundee concede, concede goals. But the one of the, the, the things I enjoyed about this as well was because obviously he kind of essentially buried his head into the turf after he scored it. And then the goalkeeper, I'm not entirely sure who the goalkeeper was, but he came out and, and basically helped him up and, and like kind of ushered them back to the to the halfway line. But the the size difference was such between the the keeper and McMullen. It was like it was like a dad helping. <laughs> it's like it was like a dad helping his infant child after he's fell and skinned his knee. It was just a, it was just a really weird situation, but but very enjoyable. Uh, what I liked about it was that I kind of I misremembered that. I thought it was a proper diving header. It's not actually a diving header. He kind of plants his header to start with, and then he dives. As if he realises what he's done wrong immediately and then he thinks that he could do something with his body that might take the ball <laughs> away from the trajectory he's just put it on. But no, it's just it's pointless. Because it does look like, especially when you watch it behind the goal, it looks like he really launches himself. But you kind of see again that it's actually, it's left his hairline, or what's left of his hairline. Uh, and then he and then he kind of dives forward, like almost after it, as if to catch up with it. As if he was Superman. It, it, it's just it's just a guy in a situation that he's never been in before. Yeah. But I mean, let's can, try this. Can barely remember um, Paul McMullen hating the ball in the opposition box, let alone in his own box. Although to be fair to Paul McMullen, the most uh, completed nutmegs across the Scottish Premiership season. Great. Great that, that kept, kept really helped Dundee, didn't it? Dundee had the had the best nutmeg ratio <laughs> for the season. <laughs> most complete, like so. Basically, yeah. yeah but where did you get the stats? Like most completed nutmegs. Uh, stats bomb. <laughs> stats bomb. <laughs> most com- and how many how many nutmegs was that? Uh, so he was. I think he was ten. Three ahead of Ryan Kent and Jota. Wow. And Dundee as a whole, I think they were twenty nine. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool stats. And, and that's the real question. <laughs> Tommy Wright is sacked by Kilmarnock immediately after a game is abandoned by fog. I'd, I'd completely forgot it'd, it'd, it'd been sacked for inclement weather. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I completely forgot this. Like, I, I know he'd lost three games in a row. What, what, was, the, what was the score against the one one It feels like a strange time to get sacked. Like, surely you just get sacked. Ah, but they were at home and Dunfermline were pissed, and they kind of thought. And I think they were 1-0 up and Dunfermline equalised. And it's like, right, I think the board might be like, right, we've had enough of this. The, the best thing about this is this was Kelly's best performance on the Tommy Wright. <laughs> just no one could see it. <laughs> so they just guessed going on the previous edit. Evan's like, oh, shit again, let's just sack him. I'd, uh, I'd, for some reason, I had it in my head that he'd uh, been given his jotters after he had that kind of sarcastic was it a wave or a clap or something he did at, at Starts Park when the Kelly fans were, were giving him abuse and I, I totally forgot it was under the, it shrouded by fog In- incredible I wonder who's going to uh, panic and uh, not not panic but get him in when they sack their manager early on in the season got Motherwell written all over it St Johnson oh hmm. that'd be funny <laughs> imagine he took them down <laughs> Jings. Christian Ramirez grasses up Ryan Portress on Twitter and gets him a three-game ban. No, this is this this is this is a different one. So I clicked on it. This is the first time. So I think the 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 three-game ban one was first half of the season. This is a different one. This is the first time I've seen this one when I clicked in the link this afternoon, and it was him tweeting about referring to being called a grass after the Aberdeen beat. Ah, him 3-1. sorry, I put the wrong link into the. Um yeah, sorry. Aye, I put the wrong link into the list. It, ah. was, it, was, it, was, it was meaning the, the, the kick that he'd done in, in December. 
when Pope just kicked out of him and then got the season. Ah, okay, sorry. I thought this was this was taking on a bit. Well, you can you can talk about that one. I just I, I don't actually know what you're talking about. I didn't read the so story. So basically, we just it was uh, um it was after the three one game when Ryan Poaches got sent off for uh, siphoning down. Who was it? Just as a route to score defender that that mental you got sent off for that mental penalty conceded and Christian Ramirez tweeted a picture of two pictures uh, two emojis of grass and then a laughing or winking emoji. But but I actually had to double check because the he didn't actually tweet emojis of grass. It was like two different emojis of plants. Yeah, so and I was like, right, well, there must be there must be a, a grass emoji, but then it turned out there wasn't. But he's actually just out of interest. I, I had a look at his tweets. He's a really shit tweeter. Oh, really? That's really bad. There's one. There's one later on that guy that had the tattoo, and uh, I'll mention it to him. But he, he tweets like Yoda. He gets, he gets all his words <laughs> wrong way around. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have very many words in this tweet, so maybe that's why it's one of his better ones. He doesn't have any but, words. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a strange tweeter. I did, uh, I did like, I did make the list, but I did like the other one where he, was it a Rangers game? He was watching maybe a Rangers game in Europe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, what a game this is. <laughs> Aberdeen fans were not happy. Especially because that's when they realised they caught him on these, eh, he's probably shit. Yeah, no. Because uh, he, he also tweeted, um, Annoyance when Stephen Glass got sacked as well. Yeah, so just tweets like Yoda, tweets like shit is shit. Mort- oh, sorry, took a drink now. <clears throat> Morton unveiled Dougie Emery as new manager with a picture which makes him look like he's already died. One w- one of my favourite things on on this list, and I know like, I know Scottish football is relying on volunteers and unpaid volunteers, but I. I don't mind that at all because we are we are relying on unpaid volunteers for <laughs> <Yeah>. this list. <laughs> it means, because it means that like it's it's unrefined and it, it's it's very often very funny. And with the greatest one in the world, it can it can sometimes feel a bit amateurish. But I'm, I, I mean that in the greatest uh, with, with the greatest respect. But even though these people are unpaid volunteers, I, I occasionally look at things that go out on social media and I think right. Talk me through your thought process here. You know the thought process, Sean? <laughs> it's the best one they can muster. <laughs> you should see the rejected giraffes. So, so, like, did anybody want a Dougie Emery screensaver? Maybe, maybe, maybe the answer is yes. But if the answer is yes, why would they want it? Why would they want a Dougie Emery screensaver that literally looks like he's been dead for a long weekend? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looks like um, what I would imagine <laughs> a baby would look like if. Uh, it was conceived between a white walker and a wildling. <laughs> that's that's what that's what he looks like. Uh, you know, he's just, he just he's so grey. You know, well that's just it. You know how <laughs> you know how like you'll see like maybe old pictures that were taken. I don't know when it, when everything was black and white, and people will will inject colour into them. Say, well, this is how yeah, we yeah. would have looked at a time. It's like it's like it's been a black and white picture, and somebody has started to add colour to it, but it hasn't had enough time to do his face. <laughs> <laughs> so everything else is colourful, but he, man alive, he's grey. A real weekend at Bernie's, a weekend it's, at Emily's vibe. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the um, it's the way because you can scroll down and it's just it's like Dougie Emery, Dougie Emery, Dougie Emery, Dougie Emery. Holy shit! That, when you when you eventually come across his face. <laughs> But imagine, imagine that was the best one. So that was like the, the, the like really photoshopped up. Imagine the original image. It was green. <laughs> Morton, sorry, I've just said that one. Edinburgh City and Albion Rovers have a game of knots and crosses instead of playing a football match. Awful. 
Yeah, Awful. This, this, is, this is the bad side of social media. This game of Knots and Crosses took an hour. What do you think it happened? Nobody won. <laughs> of course nobody won. Because nobody ever fucking wins at Knots and Crosses. <laughs> See if you get beat at Knots and Crosses. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> an hour it took. An hour. No, I was going to say that as well. If you get beat at Knots and Crosses, because it has to be a quick game and you have to do it quickly, so you can't. So you don't think about it. Because obviously if you think about it, then you can't be beaten because you, you have to be an idiot, really. So to do it over the course of an hour, it was always going to end in a draw. Awful. I would just call it like, like the fact that the committee had actually done it, though. I don't think they actually would. And I don't know whether... If they'd done it... If they rearranged this beforehand, if they knew each other, like if the admins knew each other and messaged each other, like through WhatsApp... Uh, that's, that that's, that would be terrible. That's very, I quite like that, the, that's very kind of Bundesliga... I quite like the idea of it being spur of the moment. I, I, would they be spurred because they, they like used a badge for each square? Ah, the, yeah, you're right. Actually, it was, wouldn't the same, it be? it was the same kind of layout. It, it's, it's very, very similar what you get from some English, um, English language account of a foreign football team. Rubbish. But, but you know, something I got some like like three retweets, uh, two likes, and, and three comments. So it's all about those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's good engagement <laughs> for those clubs. The next one, we should probably just double this one up with something that I put in later in the list because I was just putting them in the chronological order. But generally, just Edinburgh City's <laughs> use of <laughs> of fonts to make statements on Twitter. So the first one we've got here is Anthony McDonald signing with a font that is barely eligible. It's white on white. And, and then later on, the, the one announcing that Gary Naismith has been sacked. Gigantic. Gigantic <laughs> font. I... Uh, I, I completely forgot about the McDonald's stuff. I was just mystified. But the thing is, even if they took away the background and made the, or put a darker background, I think you still struggle to read it. It was just a really the the color was bad, <coughs> but the font itself was just it was just just terrible. The fact they had to put they had to go and reply to their own tweet with uh with, with the lettering again. Just 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 put an article on the website. But the thing is, like every single time they put something on social media. It's a different font and a different kind it's of format. It's because it, it really slags off the font each time, so they're like, oh no, we need to change it for next time. But it's like there's no, there's no in-house system to what they do. It's, like, if it's the same person that does it every time, it's like, I did, it's like they've got the memory of a goldfish. It's like, right, what font and what size did I do it last time? Can I remember? I'll just do this one. I, I, I know there's somebody on Pine Bovril, it might be an Edinburgh fan, but I could be, I could be totally wrong here. It's certainly in lower leagues, and when they when they put a post in Pine Bovril, they always put it in 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 capital letters. And every single time they do it, somebody says, "There's no need to shout." As a as a kind yeah. of joke, Gary Cocker. And then every time, <laughs> and then every time somebody goes, "There's no need to shout," he, he always goes, "Well, actually, I, I I don't have particularly good eyesight, so I have to I have to write at, at this size." I I did wonder if I said that just for the for when they sat Gary, so I just wonder if they'd given. The password to that guy because it just massive capitalized. <laughs> We've sat Gary Nesmith, and, and it felt like even more disrespectful to, to do it in that manner. It's well, that guy would have been buggered for the Anthony McDonald's <laughs> announcement. <laughs> no chance he's seen it. No chance. It's uh, it's ones like they're they're just like trying to go through every different font to see which one like is their their identity. So they've they've, they've done they've done Ariel Times New Roman Helvetica. Next will be Wingdings. <laughs> Sorted. We'll stick with wingdings. <laughs> Don't get to Comic Sans, whatever you do in Edinburgh City. Marquee January signing Chris Mueller poses with an owl on Edinburgh's Royal Mile. So I should have said Hibs, Marquee January signing. I really enjoyed the 
going in to see some of the comments from his fans around his time. Um, probably my favourite one was going to become a cult hero. thought he was really inspiring. They, they really seem keen on the signing and, and keen on the fact that he was posing with a rival. And I'm positive, I'm positive. And I know that, well, I think the original tweet is now gone. But I'm fairly certain he said that this was the first time he'd ever seen an owl. Like, owls, owls aren't just native to Britain, are they? Like, there must be, yeah. <laughs> must be owls. Like, see if he got his picture taken on the Royal Mile with a zebra. <laughs> I can understand him saying, first time I've ever seen a zebra. But an owl? Surely he's seen an owl before. Like, has he been out... Has he, been, thought, out, has he th- been out at night? I thought he says like it was kind of uh, a good omen because his owls were his spirit animal or something. He's a slaver. He's a slaver slaver. And it was the first time he'd seen one in the wild or something. In the wild. <laughs> the wild. Well, where is he going to see an owl? <laughs> it's not even really in the wild, is it? It's a handler <laughs> on the Royal Mile who goes up and down all day. Doing it. It's attached to a man. I can, I, can, I, can, I can literally picture him walking... Uh, walking along the Royal Mile, maybe with his, his parents, the parents have come across with him to help him settle in, and he just runs away from him like a really excited kid, and runs, like, just starts shouting, it's an owl, it's an owl, <laughs> runs up to his guys, and then just everyone, bystanders in Edinburgh, just like, who is, who is this, who is this person? This guy comes here every day. But we can't, we can't move on without, uh, off the referencing Martin Boyle's quote tweet to it, which was, hi Chris, hi Chris, just a quick one mate, we are having a chat about it tomorrow about this. Chris Miller, yeah, I deleted his tweet. Yeah, imagine being bullied by Martin Boyle. He, there was another one that suggested the Hibs fans uh, start singing the Christian Ramirez song for Christopher Muller, I was like, give it, give it, give it, give it to Christopher Muller. What was the next line? I don't know. <laughs> that was it, that was it. That was it, I've got, I've got, I've got nothing. It was already sold it. by the time that they got into that verse. <laughs> Nathan Patterson's agent becomes involved in a Twitter storm with Agent Scotland. Did Were you able to find the original tweet from Agent No, <laughs> I'm blocked. So, no. No. <laughs> right, so long story short, it suggested that it was uh, a, a transfer fee of 15 million eventually. So it was, I think he said it was 5 million up front. But the only way they were ever going to get the next 10 million, the only way they were going to get the next 10 million, is if they played 500 games in the five years of the country. It was 1 million per 50 games. So that would mean you'd have to play 500 games across the five and a half years of the contract. I, I, I fully appreciate that Agent Scotland is an absolute slaver, but even he must know that, that's unlikely. And yet, the amount of Celtic fans who just bought it. I'm going to suggest maths is not um, Agent Scotland's strong point. There was, even, there was even something that said, there was even a, there was even a reply that said, Agents, I don't often agree with Agent Scotland, but you have to say that his contacts are second to none. Uh, the fact that Nathan Patterson's agent went, there, there's six facts in your tweet and only one of them is correct <laughs> and, it's, and it's the length of contract. Uh, it would suggest that Agent Scotland maybe doesn't have his finger on the pulse. Hearts fans leave negative reviews for John Suter's coffee shop after signing a pre-contract with Rangers. Just don't get the fast ace of coffee. What did... Uh, w- w- <laughs> you need to speak to your mic a bit more. Sorry. What, what review did you leave, Joe? <laughs> Zero, one? <laughs> never tried... Not fast. Never tried coffee. I've tried coffee, but never had a cup of coffee. You've tried coffee, but never had a cup of coffee? Yeah, so I've, I've had a sip of coffee. Right. And that was it. Just, just wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't for me. Was it? Was it? A, was it maybe like a a, a bad 
a bad type of coffee? No, because uh, straight away the smell irked me. And then it's the same smell that I smell every time. The smell aren't you? That's the best thing about coffee is the smell. So it's funny, I quite like coffee, but if I, I don't like the... I'm not overly keen on the smell of coffee, but I quite not like really? the taste. Uh, you have it without sugar as well? Uh, I have sweeteners. Triangle, that would make it... Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a bit better. Because it's a very bitter taste. I don't mm-hmm. like coffee just straight. I can have a coffee if I have stick a couple of sugars in it. The the Hearts fans on his uh, coffee business were saying his his coffee was very bitter. Yeah, they very, very snaky. It's very, very snaky. snaky. Yeah, greasy was one of the <laughs> greasy, greasy coffee was the one that made me laugh. I, I'm not sure if I prefer my coffee snaky or greasy. I, guess, I, I think that person thought that snakes are greasy. Snakes are not greasy. Snakes are quite. Snakes are very dry. I have slippery. I've, I think I, the, no, they're a, not. I know that's. I think no, there's an assumption that uh, snakes are slippery. Have we all held snakes? Yes. I have. Yeah, I have. Mm, I hate snakes. I, but right. I may have may have held them when I was younger. Right, okay. But no, I hate. Them. But they, they they shed. They shed, so you can they could they could shed out their skin to slip away. Right, but they're not slippy. No, no. But or greasy. They're just sh- they're just kind of shiny. Yeah, which gives that. I think snakes are quite cool. I wanted a snake when I was younger, but my dad was wasn't having it. Nah, I would never want a snake. Not have a snake in the house. Oh. No. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I think because in my mind when I get rats, snakes broken out. Mine's never escaped. Yeah, I was thinking like a smaller one, not one of the ones that <clears throat> murder you. I know, I might have got in your bed and it was crawling towards you. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have nightmares tonight just thinking about just, just like uh, just lying there and just whipping off the duvet and just sneak. That would, be, that would be two snakes in the bed, Sean. Who's the other one? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you, oh. make, you make a dumb joke and nobody gets it. When, come on. Ah, right, a knob joke. Good good one. <laughs> uh, these next two are ones that you guys might not like, um, but uh, let's go through them anyway. Let us have a Twitter back and forth with the Hardy boys. I'm, I'm aware of them. They're a, they're a tag team. I, I, I really liked the Hardy boys when I was uh, when I was younger. Does the Hardy boy things. What's, high, what's Hardy boy things? I think they put your... Uh, Point to the temples, do they? Fowler, you'll know. No, but why would I know? You're in the wrestling. I'm sure, are they... they oh, what's your I can't bloody remember now. They are, so their middle finger, their index finger, and then their their, their thumb. Oh, yeah, they, they do do that, actually, like, yeah. I think they put it to their temples. I think All they right. put it to their temples. Sorry, I'm away from the mic because I was demonstrating. <laughs> they can still do that up to the mic. Or they, or, or they maybe cross it over as well. All right, okay. But yeah, I, I thought the Hardy Boys, uh, Hardy Boys were great fun. Right, cool. Who was... As the, good as the Bushwhackers. Oh, that was before my time. Looking Butch. Is that the names? Yeah, Looking Butch the Bushwhackers, huh? Yep. Yeah, they were, uh, they were, they they were, were big, they were big guys. No, no, they were, they were quite wee, kind of mm. baldy guys that Aye, wore they green were, vests. They were, um, Combat trousers, if I remember correctly. They were like a kind of comedy duo. Kind of Aye, they were rubbish. They were like... Absolute rubbish. Like the Dudley boys. Aye, but no. They were kind of better. Like Bushwhackers, like I don't think Bushwhackers, I can remember them ever holding titles, for instance. They just always just seem to get pratfall all the time and... They used to walk to the ring and doing these really weird walks, but they just that's like, it. That's it. That's the that's the walk they did. They put one fist up in there uh-huh. and the second fist yep. up in there with each step. It was, it was strange. They were they were legion of doom. They, 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 were, they, were, they were like idiots, basically, mm-hmm. like jobber idiots. So aye, Dudley boys were actually decent. And so yeah, the Hardy boys were a lot cool. They they were really cool, and they had Lita as well. I had a crush on Lita. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did she look like? Uh, oh, Tidy. I, Tidy. Just, just happened to have an image of her. Because <laughs> I, I knew you'd ask. Screensaver. 
I knew you'd ask. You have heard of your scenes here instead of a dead Doug Emery. <laughs> doesn't, this doesn't make a lick of sense. So it's, it's a bit, it's not the greatest picture. I don't know, she looks quite angry. Oh, she's a, she's a wrestler. Yeah, you have to look menacing. You have to look menacing in any photo shoot if you're a wrestler. <laughs> well, it's well, unless look. you're the bushwhackers. <laughs> they were really, they were always really happy. Listen, they weren't very good at wrestling, but they were happy. They didn't know any better. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. and Ryland get involved in a, a view for the terrace tweet. Now, now, do you know what I liked most about this? So, it wasn't Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Because he'd already announced himself to the SPFL. He'd, he'd said he was a Stenish fan. He's actually, he's why. jumping the shark now. Aye, aye. We're getting to that stage with him. Uh, we already knew that Ryland was involved because of his cinch uh, advertisement. So he was already involved. Now, that was cool that they were uh, re- responding to that tweet. The, the best bit was the fact that the guy that plays... Uh, was it Marlon Dingle? <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> it was the fact that he from left field, just because he was involved, and he just replied, he just tweeted, uh, I, "I'm really sorry, I have no idea what's going on here." Like that was for me, that was the best part of that uh, involvement. Who, who, who is that guy? The guy that plays Emmerdale. Oh right, he's okay. in Emmerdale. Just a big, just a big lanky guy. Hmm. He was he was the one that he was the one that uh, was from left field for me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I said. No, sorry, so, uh, he, so, was, so you, he was a left field. For a second there, because Sean had already said from left field, and he said, for, I thought it was for left field. For a second there, I was thinking, what, the music group? <laughs> no, sorry, the, sorry. The 90s music group. I thought, I thought you meant he, it was left field, and he, he commented on it, just out of nowhere. I think he was in the team. I think he was included in the team, and then he replied to say, I, that, I don't yeah. know what, why I'm doing, what I'm doing here. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I just read the so Isaiah uh, Whitlock's um, tweet. I just read that where it was like he was questioning Harry Styles in the same team as me, as if at right back, as if he had seen Harry Styles play Harry at right Tiles. back, and it was kind of perturbed that he was in the team at right back. Perturbed. It's a word. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is, Look up. I, I'm not sure it's pronounced like that. <laughs> perturbed. Perturbed. Yeah. Perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Full spot on. Fine. You just said that in a weird accent. <laughs> Scott Brown winds up Ryan Kent as he's sent off at Pataudry. See, I like Scott Brown, and, and I like Scott Brown because of things like this. And I know he, I know he's not very well liked, and I very often I struggle with wind up merchants in the SPFL. But I don't know what it is about Scott Brown. I've, there's something about him that I, I, I quite admire. That that said, I think it'll be an absolute disaster at Fleetwood. <laughs> I I don't. I don't know. I, I think he's yeah. No, I don't think he'll be a good manager. Actually, <laughs> I was going to give but, him more credit. But as uh, so, I presume as as Hearts fans, you're not very keen on him. I'm not fussed by Scott Brown. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, to be fair, I didn't come very close to adding uh, that Hearts retired Scott Brown. But uh, I, I didn't. I thought that was maybe a bit petty. But uh, that, that that made me laugh. I I respect his. Um, I expect his ability to wind up. Mm-hmm. Good. That's fine. And his ability as a player for several years, just not this season, I'm not intri- last season. I'm intrigued to see what his personality would be like as a manager. Yeah, because he does have a a good reputation off the field as a, a kind of really kind of decent guy, and obviously he was a decent leader on the field. Does he? How much does he adopt the on-field persona and being a manager, or is he going to be like he is off the field generally? Anyway, mm. how does he do that? Anyway, we're not here to talk about Scott Brown's future <laughs> employment prospects. Airdrie wish Adam Frizzell a happy birthday. 
in the wrong month. The the guy, I, I, so I think I'm fairly certain that the guy who wrote this tweet for Airdrie when he got the month wrong, he then attempted. Well, he then explained it by saying, "I'm really sorry, but Wikipedia has your birthday wrong." But I've noticed it was the same guy who the night of the live show. Uh, come up to me in a bar and said, I really like you, but I absolutely despise Wraith Rovers. And then the next day, he uh, tweeted me again to apologise for being really drunk. <laughs> and then took back that apology when a couple of days later, <laughs> you took their manager and their uh, bass player. <laughs> ah, yeah, he took, that, took back that apology when you, you managed to coax away their best player by talking to them in the green room for, for a few minutes. I, I may have tried to persuade them, but I'm fairly certain that nothing that I said made any difference whatsoever. That was quite, we could probably give a wee peek behind the curtain there. That was quite funny when we were just, all of us just constantly for about 15, 20 minutes, just any time, like the subject of where possibly Dylan Easton could go next. Just Wraith Rovers. We were all just doing it. And then he signs for them. I did, uh, I, let's put it this way. I ended the evening thinking, you might be coming to Rovers. <laughs> Are you happy? Aye, totally. Very much so. So Johnston fans absolutely rage at their team after defeated by Kelty Hearts. The there was one person in this this clip that really irked me, and it was a guy with a bobble hat. Is this the guy that seems to be clapping them on the shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. While, while slipping down the hill? Yes, exactly. Him, he was like, you kind of get traction. He keeps he, slipping. He, yeah, he's he's it's almost like he's trying to follow him up to. Uh, up to the dressing room, but he just uh, because they're on stairs, well, he's on the grass. Well, what used to be a grass bank, kind of just slides back down and then starts again. The next person comes along and he's uh, trying to g them up, having just got beaten by Kelly Hearts, and then he slides back down. But then he just seems to be trying to be really pally with mm-hmm. them after a really embarrassing defeat, rather than just boo like any other but, sane person. But it's, it's a good example of how football can make people act in very odd ways. So what, like, I, I appreciate it, Saint Johnson. I've just lost to Kelty Hearts, but why would you just go up in their player's face? <laughs> just boo like fuck. <laughs> boo! Like right in their face. Boo! And then you can hear somebody shouting, play for the badge! Play for the fucking badge! <laughs> what does that mean? And then there's like some other like 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 he'll be enthusiastic shouting. Oh, there's no need for that, like there's no need for that. <laughs> it's just it, it's, it's a wonderful example of how football can make people behave extraordinarily. Ali McCoy likes an Instagram post saying weeds can improve your sex life. <laughs> I, I've never seen this before. Yeah, I, never I, I did. I clicked on the link. It was uh, it was him talking about paella. Oh, did oh, I no, put the... no, 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 no. That's a different link. No, you clicked the wrong link. No, no I, I, I clicked on uh, I clicked on it. Uh, I've, I've, I've got the list here so let's see if I did make an arse of it I definitely did I just clicked on the I, link I, um, I there's could. two Alec McCoy's ones back to back I uh, do you know what I said I <laughs> from Land Bible marijuana uh, I hate marijuana it's, it's, marijuana was a kind of term that's used um, marijuana is a term used basically in in the UK and America to make weed seem more or cannabis seem more exotic um, and dangerous and Mexican and you know it's coming to, to you know racist basically um, so anyway Spliff boy fowler Shut up <laughs> Marijuana can improve Arousal intimacy And orgasms During sex According to a small study Of researchers A small study Of researchers From At the University of Almira In Spain After surveying 274 Spanish people Between the ages of 18 and 30 They found that those Who consumed cannabis Before sex Reported more And then the The, the Um Screenshot ends, but I just like at the top, liked by fifty six thousand nine hundred forty six others, and, and Alan McCoist. 
I, uh, after looking at this, I, I, I was like, right, how old is Alan McCoy? So I googled Alan McCoy. He's 59. Now, Alan McCoy has obviously had a wee bit of a reputation as being a bit of a ladies' man. Somebody who enjoys sex. But he's now 59. So if he sees some kind of uh, post that advertises how he can continue to have good sex, then I suppose he's going to like it. Like, I, I would imagine when I'm 59, I want something that can make me have sex. <laughs> just, you just, like, just. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if marijuana, oh no, that's, that's not the term, is it? Cannabis. What, what, how, what do you want me to call it? Just got images, just got images. Cannabis. Cannabis. Well, well, cannabis well, then, or weed. Well then cannabis is. I've just got, just got images of uh, McGuigan and McCoy just sharing a bong, <laughs> just passing between each other before a night out. <laughs> You ready for the night, Bigwigs? I'm, I'm not having sex with the McCoy's. I mean, I really, I really share, like him. Sharing a bog and sharing something else. Nah. Um, Lucky lady. Ali McCoy's wants to talk to you about the seafood paella. This is great. Uh, I watched, watched it again and honestly, just the way, there's just everything about it, the way he, the, the way he turns, he has trouble turning the camera. I didn't like, I didn't like his turning of the camera. Like, see if he ever gets a travel show. I hope that's not how but it I filmed. Th- I think he got. I think he got used to it. I think uh, so. He kept on turning, and I think he, <laughs> he ma- finally to managed it. to press the right button towards the end when he was talking about the seafood paella. But it was just the way he was going. He was going through everything, and then when he turned the camera towards the sea- seafood paella after bigging up, I could almost hear it scream. It's like not again, Ali. <laughs> you're at me every single fucking day when you're down here. Is <laughs> is but. Like, see when he was talking about the seafood, pa- the seafood paella, like, see when it turned around, it just looked like a, a fairly... Bog standard. A, a fairly competent, but not necessarily fantastic paella. But paella, does, does paella not look like that anyway? It looks... Because it's kind of like sludgy and yellow, and it doesn't look too appetising, but then you eat it and it's terrific. It, it looked like he had a very stiff neck in this video. I think it was to do with the scarf that he was wearing. Like a really stiff neck. I don't know if it made it into the show, because we talked about this in the show. I can't remember if it made it in the edit. But I remember thinking at the time, like, imagine being a boy who's just going down to that market. You're like, you've been out all night, like, you've only had about five hours sleep, you're hungover the fuck, you need some food, and then you just see Alan McCoy stoking about <laughs> talking to his phone. But, but that's just it, there, there is something about Alan McCoy's just being able to ramble for two, two and a half minutes, whatever it is, and, and it's, it's very, very listenable. See, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's kind of a similar category. See the one in winter when he had, like, was it two deer in his back garden? Like a, a kind of deer stepped out and he was talking about that and then another deer came out and he got all excited. It's just him being able to, to comment on things is very listenable, which is a, an incredible ability, I suppose. The, the way you're describing that, I've not seen it, but I really want to see it. I think that could be a really nice um, way to fall asleep. Just listen, listen travel shows, about nature deer. shows. He's, he's, listen, Attenborough cannot go on forever. And I find that a bit of a prick. <laughs> what? What? The yeah, national just, treasure. Arguably, there's, the there's, nicest, there's, arguably, so, so there's like about there's, how many people in the world? Eight billion, seven billion. Attenborough might be the nicest out of yes, all of them. The most, the, the, the one that's got the, like the best popularity. Basically, there's <laughs> something about him I don't trust. There's, Honestly, there's something, something about, about him I don't trust. That made you think he's a prick. And there's also there's so. Wait, so well, wait a minute. No, well, no, no. Let's let's get this. Let's well, wait a minute. Fuck this list. Wait a minute. What do you think Attenborough has done in his life that that, that suggests he's a prick? I don't know. He just—he just, he just seems—he just seems too good to be true. And also towards the—that's just your own cynicism. 
that is my own cynicism. But also, um, it just seems like certainly more recent ones. Well, over the last ten years, he it's when he has like the BBC shows, and then he just he's, he's narrating. Never seems to be there. And then bang, last episode he just dropped in somewhere in South Africa, and he's narrating from the top of it's a because of well fucking done. ninety. He's ninety six. <laughs> Like, it's very difficult to comment on the planet and, and just travel the world when you're like almost a hundred. Like you might have to do voiceovers <laughs> for the house. He's also like a leading like influencer in terms of getting people to you know fully back climate change and, and try and like not back. You know what I mean? Like to try and reverse it. I respect, his grift. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Grift. His grift. I respect it. <laughs> but there's, I reckon, I, I reckon a few years time, maybe, maybe when he when he when he passes over, uh, I'll I'll have the last laugh about the <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, the last laugh the last because laugh. something will come it out about him. something will come out not because he's dead. Something will come out. Something will come out about. Well, 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 like what kind of stuff will come out? I don't dead? know, but there's just something that I just I just it, I, it, it's it, too squeaky clean. He once kicked a puffer to death. <laughs> well, they, uh, this this has went down a, a, a route I did not expect. Move on to the next one. I'm going to be like Tony when he's doing the... Uh, Controversy. Uh, <laughs> Google search. Joe hates Amber. John Hughes has a proper accidental partridge moment with Dan Pybus. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, see when he starts shouting, Dan, Dan, and then he's all smiley, smiley, and then, then the smile starts to go. The smile starts to evaporate. And then he realises that actually Dan Pybus doesn't want to talk to him. Dan Pybus doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> and then he goes, I spied me. Uh, I, I spied me. I'd, I'd, I'd pie you as well, John Hughes, if you were if you were shouting for my attention, you your big plum. <laughs> really good. Really good. And, and a sign that nobody in, the, and nobody in that defender squad respected him. Uh, something that I've just made up. I reckon Dan was was ignoring, but also working out how many points Dunfermline needed still to win the league. Ninety nine. <laughs> Levinson dig out Hibs after their oh, sorry. Levinson dig out Hibs about their new screens after Stefan Omnyonga runs the show at Easter Road. This wasn't Levinson's tweet. Ah, I, I noticed that as well. Ah. No, we just it was a, a supporters club. Yeah. Ah, take that one back then. It's funny, uh, like. It was funny. funny. It's It's kind of like when we laughed at Celtic about the disco lights and then they missed out on the Champions League. That It's kind of like Hibs this season and, and install the big screens and finish eighth. Jim Leesman wears a bucket hat. I, I saw a story for this that suggested that he'd been in Manchester and he got it off Liam Gallagher. I, th- I thought to myself, how, how unlikely is this story? <laughs> like... So, so Liam Gallagher sees Jim Leishman and then goes, oh, there's Jim Leishman, the, the Dunfermline legend, and then just gives him a bucket hat. Like, like that surely hasn't happened. Didn't get me wrong, I think he looks totally cool, and I, I think I, I total respect for him for, for wearing that. But I, I don't think he got it from Liam Gallagher. Would you wear a bucket hat? Uh, I, I have worn one bucket hat ever, and it was to... Uh, it was to a phone party in Magaluf and it was a you're Wraith Rovers you're always at a fucking phone party it was a Wraith Rovers bucket hat but I lost it but it was, it was cool it was, it was a cool bucket hat how did you like the phone party? Uh, I thought it was shit it, was, it, it, it made my eyes sting yeah phone I, parties are shit uh, terrible I, I don't know if it passed any you, safety you've certificates you've been to more than one you've been to a few phone parties haven't you? Uh, two 
Two. Both, in the, both in the same place. They're better than water parties, to be fair. Uh, but I don't know if water would make my eyes sting. Yeah, but the water just gets minging. It's like a club. Come on. Right, but so is the foam. Yeah, but the foam doesn't like come up to your waist. Well, it kind of does. It but it can, it can, it can go away. Went my eyes. Went my eyes up my nose. Down my throat. Didn't like it. Okay, fair enough. And then just took his hat as well. Just engulfed <laughs> it. <laughs> right, well, she'll end this podcast as we began it by talking about Dundee Football Club. Everybody's favourite clown car football club. And there's three to go before we finish. Firstly... Mark McGee is announced as the next manager of Dundee, replacing James McPake, who was sacked after two wins. And the unveiling really was a precursor of things to come for Dundee's fortunes, wasn't it? I I will never cease to be amazed at uh, Dundee and pictures and scenes from within Scottish football clubs that are within the stadium, but it looks like you've went back in time. So the, the picture of him being announced as a Dundee manager... Everything in that picture says 1994. The lampshades are from 1994. Uh, but, but the the best thing is that Matt McGee, and I, I know this isn't happening, but Matt McGee looks like he's getting a row. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt McGee looks totally despondent and uh, uh, John Nelms looks like he's just like admonishing him for some reason. But uh, those lampshades, like, why looked, are they there? It, it, there was, I remember seeing one picture and it looked like it was Mark McGee admitting to some sort of scandal uh, at the Olympics and he was doing it from his ho- like a really <laughs> grubby hotel room. But like that that must be like a, a, a fairly nice room in, in Dens Park. I've, well, Dens Park is a hovel. <laughs> it's, they're, they're really trying to move because it's the main stand especially. I mean, I'd quite like to... So I quite like to sit in the dairy before it gets demolished. I, would, I, I think the uh, hospitality sounds good at Dundee, but Dens Park is a, a ground I don't mind, but it's awful. So that doesn't surprise me, that it's just warped in time. Mark McGee goes on about how much research he's done on the Dundee squad <laughs> and then can't name who their captain is. It's mental that this is just completely forgotten because of what eventually happens with Mark McGee and what he says. But yeah, red flag warning signs are all there. I think it was, it was just... Surely you're coming in Dundee and you've just looked at the squad and you know Charlie Adams the captain. You, you surely know Charlie Adams the captain. Just look at Wikipedia. It's got a wee bracket beside the name. Captain. And he even guessed it. You have to guess it by admitting it. A numpty. He's too busy Googling... He's too busy searching his own career on Wikipedia rather than the Dundee, <laughs> Dundee FC. <laughs> and finally... Mark McGee has a run-in with a young Dundee fan and, gasp, a mobile phone. He really hates mobile phones, doesn't he? He does. He's really good. He's now got a complex. I think he's a, I think he's a fear of mobile phones. <laughs> no, that one at Motherwell. That one at Dundee. Like, he, doesn't have a fear about, he doesn't have a fear about anything else. He's, he's, he's no bother about losing games. He's totally used to that. It's, it's mobile phones. He, he's just, he, he, does, he does not respond well to them. I wonder if he like, bans them from the... So some coaches ban like, ketchup and like mayonnaise. Or chips, he just bans mobile phones. Would some managers not ban mobile phones as well from the dressing room? I think some would. Yeah, potentially. But like, full stop, so you go into his house and it's uh, one of those old receivers he has to <laughs> zip around. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the young fan was up to? Do you think he was up to a bit of 
Take your piss on. You think so? No, oh, of course he was. You're not Dundee fan, though. That shows how much respect he had for his own support after. What was it? One game? Two games? Was that his second game? Oh, no, that was... Um, I'm trying to think. Because there was an incident with... Uh, there was an incident with uh, Nelms. I think that may have been the same game where they got scudded by Livingston. I think it was 4-0. Oh, yeah. Through, the, through the season ticket. Through the season ticket. Was that the Third game. He was still on the stand. Oh, yeah, we didn't even notice the mention as well that they hired him when he had a six-game touchline by. Which didn't make any difference whatsoever. They were as bad and as good. <laughs> Whether he was in the stand or in the dugout. Well, the one-one game with him in the dugout, to be fair. Cool. <laughs> Look where that got them. <laughs> they were they were not even bottom when he took over. St. Johnson were bottom when they took over. Because Callum Davidson, I was reading his comments on... <clears throat> Monday or Tuesday and he was going oh there's there's not many teams when they're bottom at the turn of the year get out of it I was like yeah but it was you up against fucking Dundee they sacked their manager and appointed Mark McGee with 13 games to go no wonder you stayed up well if it finished 11th that'll do us for now if you'd like to hear more including of course more stuff about Mark McGee and Dundee then head over to Patreon as I said at the top of the podcast that's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast this will be on the £2 a month tier, so if you just want to sign up for that, but, you know, there's so much more content out there. I recently looked through the exit surveys on uh, on Patreon, I don't do it often, but I thought, yeah, it may as well, if there's any kind of constructive criticism, we can take it and, you know, use it in developing it better. And there was somebody who just quit because he thought it was ridiculous that if you're charging somebody for something, they should, everything should be available. It's not fair to, to lock out paying, paying customers of any other content. I was like, surely you saw it when you signed up that there's two tiers in this thing. So I signed up for the two two pound tier and then was raging that they didn't get him access to everything. Well, no t-shirt for him. No, certainly not. Certainly not. So yeah. Um yeah, just just recommend get it on the five pound. It's only five pound a month. That's like that is well, I mean it depends where you're from. But if you're from Edinburgh, that is that's less than the cost of a pint in the city centre these days. So But but on that guy's logic, he'll go into the pub, ask for a half pint. Pay two pounds for a half pint. Someone pays four pounds for a full pint, and then he's going, "Why is that guy got a full pint and I spent two pounds for a half pint?" <laughs> Fucking slavers. <laughs> and yeah, then I think that's it. If you want to get in touch with us, best way probably to do so is uh, twitter.com and our handle is at Terrace Podcast. So for the people who are listening to the free to the AirPod, Sean, say goodbye. Goodbye, Joel. Goodbye. And I'm Craig Fowler, and if you don't fear for us again on the Free to Air podcast, enjoy your summer. Cheers. I hate Saturn, brother. <laughs> that was, that was so there's, the left field. there's, um... Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.